I can't believe I'm about to start doing this. Um, alrighty, everyone. Uh, my name is Cody Al-Sayed, and this is the podcast, motherfucker. So listen up and get ready. They say the girls have more fun, but they never met the boys. This is Boy Talk. Boy Talk. This is Boy Talk. So you might be new here completely, and if you're not, then you kind of already know this, but I'm going to tell you it anyways. Uh, My name is Cody, and I am 23 years old. I live in Manhattan. Yes, I'm right near the Brooklyn Bridge, the Golden Bull, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, With that being said, though, why am I making a podcast, and why should you listen? Well, first off, I don't know why you'd want to listen to me. Um, I don't even like listening to me, nor do I even like the sound of my own voice, but... Y'all asked for it, and I am a people pleaser. What can I say about that? Um, So, y'all need some advice, and that is something that I think I have discovered in my own life with being, you know, intimate with partners, but also just in general, there are just a lot of people out there who have no idea what they are doing, and that's okay, because you know why? I'm here to help. If you wanted a GBF growing up, I am your guy. So yes, I am a flaming homosexual. Um, I have been out since I was 12. That's when I told my best friends and my close family. I came out publicly at 16. So everyone needs a GBF in my opinion. We are so much fun, even though we are totally overplayed in movies and media. Even with that overplaying though, we are great and we're a lot of fun. So you need one, I'm here. Secondly, This is for the girls, gays, and theys. I don't know about you all, but growing up, I never had a strong influencer that I could look up to. I never had somebody that was openly gay. Um, The closest thing we had to that were a couple YouTubers at the time, and then some Tumblr blogs. Um, If you know Tumblr, then you're a little old school like me growing up. Um, During the digital era with our first influencers, like I said, there was no... LGBTQ focused influencer who that was their big thing and though I'm not the only one out there right now I know I'm not the only one out there and that's so great but you know what none of these fuckers out there are talking about the shit that I want to talk about so here I am talking about it um so that's what I'm here for I'm also here because you know My life's a train wreck. I think 2020 did it to us all. I think that I'm not the only one who's feeling like lost, scared, confused, unsure what they're doing, regretting a lot of their past decisions. Um, But I sure am. And even though my life's a train wreck, it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. The trauma just adds seasoning in my opinion. So you're welcome. Finally, I started on TikTok, right? (laughs) It's one of the most embarrassing yet humbling things to say. I'm so grateful for the following that I have. When I made my TikTok, I never expected to become a content creator. I was towards the end of my college degree. I had these rose-colored glasses on that I was going to get my degree, and life was just going to fall right into place and the world would be perfect. Absolutely wrong, and I realized at the end of my degree that I didn't even do the degree that I really wanted to do, which is why I'm in grad school right now, but now I'm in grad school and I'm like, do I really want to do this degree that I'm in the middle of doing again? (laughs) It's like I learned nothing. 
Regardless, I found one thing to be true, and is that I love, love, love what I'm doing on the internet, which is just giving advice and being myself and meeting so many amazing people. So I'm so glad that I'm here. I hope you're glad that you're here, and I'm ready to jump into the show. So that's enough about me and enough about my life, but a real quick, disgusting, dirty, nasty thing. A shameless plug. If you guys could please subscribe to my podcast, please like the episode, share it with your friends, share it on social media, give it five-star ratings, it will literally save my life. Ugh, that sounds so gross and depressing, and I'm so sorry, I don't mean to beg, I don't ever want to beg for followers or clout, I am doing this on my own, I'm not really making that much money, (laughs) And that's fine, because I'm not here to make the money. I'm here to share with you all. But little things like that really do help small creators like me who are just getting started. So please share, subscribe, like, all those things. And most importantly, enjoy the motherfucking show. So let's talk about it. Positions. Minus Ari. Every time that I made a TikTok about positions, I had at least four or five people coming in being like, I really thought we were going to be talking about Ariana Grande, which I love her. I love her so much. Come on, I'm gay. Let's stereotype just for a second. I love her. Everything about her. She created you all. She's the blueprint and we all know it. Okay. Um, but regardless, it was either the positions Ariana Grande because of her wonderful new album. Literally love her. Or they thought I was going to talk about jobs and advice on landing, like, a first-time job or a dream job. No. No, honey. I'm talking about intimate time. I'm talking about the dirty, the nitty-gritty. If you would have told me I was going to become a TikToker who talks about sex and sex positions even three months ago, I would have laughed at you. I would have said, absolutely not. I use TikTok to literally do cringy content that I'm embarrassed of, but for some reason, some people like to watch. But here I am. Now I'm talking about sex on a daily basis, um, which is great because you know why? I fucking love getting railed. I have always loved getting railed. I myself would like to call myself the self-proclaimed king of getting railed. I literally wake up every day and I think, hmm, am I getting railed today? And if the answer is no, how am I going to make sure that I can make that answer yes by the end of the day? It's not an easy lifestyle, but it's a lifestyle that I live for me and now for you. I'm doing it out here in the streets for you all. You're welcome. Anyways, positions. So, (laughs) I found out that there are a lot of y'all who have no idea exactly how to even start in this nonsense world of intimate time. And that is okay. It is 100% fair. We have all been there. Um, So, I figured let's start with talking about how do you know you're ready to start intimate time, right? It sounds so cheesy and cliche, but it's the truth. You just kind of know. I can't give you the answers for when you're exactly going to be ready. It's not something I can tell you, and I'm sorry if that's what you thought you were going to come here and get. I'm going to be real with you. I'm always going to be real with y'all. I don't know when you're ready. I can't give you that answer. Only you can, and only you should. So when you're ready to start being intimate, you be intimate. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or says about that, because it's a you thing. Don't ever let somebody else tell you when you should or shouldn't be ready for intimate time. Because intimate time is about your pleasure. 
it can feel uncomfortable your first few times. You might feel a little awkward or get a little weird about it because, you know, it's a new experience. New experiences are always strange. When you are deciding to have that intimate moment with somebody, only you can make that decision. And only you are going to know if and when you're truly ready. When the time's right, the time will be right, and you will know. Trust me. So, let's talk about those first-time positions that I recommend. If you're a TikTok follower, you've already seen these videos, but what's so great is I don't have to abide to any community guidelines. I can just tell you exactly what's going on and not use code words as much, which is going to be fantastic for all of us. So, position number one for my first-timers. It's a household favorite, missionary. Ooh, I know, missionary. It sounds so cliche. It sounds like the most boring thing in the world. It's not. Honestly, some of the best intimate time will be done in missionary because it's short, sweet, simple. You can get so much done and there's so much easy control, which is what I love about missionary. Missionary is so easy to control. Your partner and you can both be pleasured. You both are getting to see each other. I see you, you see me, we see each other moment. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful thing. So don't sleep on missionary. So what is missionary? I'm going to try to describe to you through audio now, which it was already hard enough describing it in 20 seconds on TikTok. So let's try this out for a podcast. Missionary is this. The bottom. So... My girls are my bottoms. You will be laying on your back in the bed. And that's it. You're welcome, bottoms and girls. It's easy. Tops, this is your time to shine. So this is for my tops and my guys. You will be over top of them. Normally more towards their waist, down by their legs. And you will... Take your little dinglingy and put her in. I don't care which hole you're putting it in. Either way, you're putting it in. And that's how you do missionary, everybody. It's that easy. Why is this position so good for your first time? Because it's so easy to control. The top can use the legs to help stay steady. The person on bottom can use their hand to kind of be like, slow down, like put it on their top's hip and be like, you're going too hard. You're making eye contact. You can talk about how it's feeling, if it needs to slow down, if you want it to go faster. It's so easy, simple, sweet, perfect. And so that's why missionary is always a great first starting option. So you don't want to do missionary. We've already done missionary and looking for another option. The second option I would say for positions when you are a beginner is doggy. Listen, y'all, I got some salty people on TikTok when I mentioned doggy for a first-time position. Honey, if it didn't work for you, that's okay. That's okay if it didn't work for you. It's not going to work for everybody. I'm sorry you had a bad position in doggy. You probably were just getting bad rail. But anyways... Doggy, for my beginners who don't know what that is, let's talk about it. Doggy is a great position because there is also, once again, a lot of control. The bottom or girl will be on their knees in the bed, right? 
And that's it. You're on all fours like a dog. Hence the name Doggy. So anyways, the top will then come behind on their knees and put it in. And once again, it doesn't matter which hole you're putting it in. They're going to put it in the hole. And that's how you do doggy, right? This is a great position because of the control once again. For my bottoms and girls, yes, you lose some of that control. It's not as easy for you to dictate how fast your partner is going, etc. But for my tops, this is your moment to shine. Doggy is such a great way for you to do what you need to do back there. You hold on to the hips and you just literally go to pound town. Like, I'm telling you, it is so easy to control. You get some of the best angles. You're going to make sure your bottom is satisfied and pleasured. And it's going to feel great for you too. So, doggy is a great starting position. Also, because you're on your knees, your legs are spread for my bottoms and girls. The more loose you are down there, the easier it is for there to be space. The less harsh it's going to feel. So, that's why I think doggy is a second great starting position. Since we're talking about being beginners, I figured this is a great time for y'all to hear about my first time. I've been asked on some lives to share this story, but I've never made a my first time video. So this is the first time this is going somewhere documented. Spoiler alert, it sucked. I don't know how else to tell you it was not good uh it just wasn't good at all for me so learn from my mistakes hopefully there's some uh, silver linings and some great messages in here um so get ready for this family friendly content so back in high school when i was 15 i was fully recognized that i was gay like in my heart and soul i knew it i was prepared to tell the world i was ready to come out and i was ready to get railed I was ready to get railed. Shamelessly, I knew it was my time. So, right before my birthday, which is in October, I'm a Libra. Libra gang. You know us. We love them boys. I got double Libra in my first three, y'all. It's a disaster. I love me some boys. Anyways, when I was 15, I got my first kiss right before my birthday. Um, and it felt like it was the beginning of an awakening for me. I was like, shit. This is free. Kissing and shit. This stuff is free. I'm going to do it all the time. I'm going to do it all the time. And that's just how I knew I was ready. Um, I was just prepared. My heart and soul said jump right into it. And I said, where do you want me to jump? Because I'm jumping. The boy that I kissed right before I turned 16 ended up ghosting me. <laughs> One of the first and many times I would be ghosted in my dating career. So, thanks for that. If you're listening, I still hate you, Loki. But I forgive you, because I was looking like... I remember, I used to think I was so hot when I was 15, 16. Child. <laughs> uh, I looked so bad. I looked so bad. I look back at my Instagram and I go, oof, the growth, the potential. Thank God for puberty. <laughs> Thank God for figuring out how to do your eyebrows and letting your beard grow in, buddy, because, whew. Anyways, so after I got my first kiss and I had this awakening, I knew I was ready to start being an intimate sexual being. I decided the next smart thing would be 
dating a senior when I was a sophomore in high school. As you can probably guess, everything was out the window within like two weeks of knowing this guy. Because that's just is what happens in high school when you date a senior. By the time you're a senior in high school, you are on the prowl, right? Like, you're ready to go. So I got this senior boyfriend from a different school, and I was feeling almighty fine. And uh, his intentions were clearly just to get me into bed with him. And that's exactly what we did. <laughs> we jumped right into it. Quickly, all of my firsts were out the window. I think by week three or four, we had gone all the way. And I remember the first time was just so not good. It was so not good. And there was a lot of reasons why. Because I would love to just sit here and tell you, oh, it's because my ex. My ex was a loser, yeah. Um, my first guy was not, was not it. Right. That's why I'm not with him. But, it's not just because it was him and he sucked. It was also because I had no idea what I was doing. No one teaches gay people or the LGBTQ plus community at all about this kind of stuff. I sat through all of the sex ed that my public school offered from 5th grade into high school. And the only thing they ever talked about with the gays was the AIDS epidemic. Which is so stereotypical. Don't even get me started on it. But that's what it's like growing up in small town Ohio. All my small town girlies. Let me see you with your cowboy hats. I had no idea what I was doing. The guy also sucked at what he was doing. As much as he was a senior and had more experience than me. He had no idea what he was doing either. Um, and it just was bad. The only way that I can equate the feeling that I was having in that moment is kind of like for anyone who's already turned 16 or 21 or had one of those big life moments like that that is just so hyped up by the media. Like there's movies that talk about how special these moments are and blah, 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 blah. And then it happens and you're just kind of like, that's it. Uh, that's exactly how I felt in that moment with uh, my first time was ow I'm in pain and that was it that's what I was waiting for this whole time so let's set the scene I was dating a senior who went to a different school than mine I had my car and my license at 16 I saved up the summer before so I could pay to put myself through driver's ed because we had to pay to learn how to drive in Ohio and I had my car, and so I was always hanging out with my boyfriend, as you can presume, because besides for school and the few clubs I was in and my best friend, I hadn't even had a job yet, because I had just freshly turned 16. So I was in the job market, but I hadn't found one yet. So I had nothing else to do but spend my time with my senior boyfriend. I'm over at his house. He lived in a three-story home. Which, I always love three-story homes or whatever. But his bedroom was on the second floor. And, I don't know, his parents just did not care. They didn't care. We were in the bedroom whenever we wanted to be. There was no, like, strict door-open policy. There was no hovering. It was just, literally, hi, boys. And that was it. 
So we were always in his bedroom. So my first time went something like this. We were in his bedroom. He continued to ask me if this could be the time that we finally go all the way. And I finally said, yes, let's just get this over with. (laughs) And he made me do it in cowgirl. So he had me on top. And I think this position could be a great first time position if done right. But it just wasn't done right um, at all with him. So I was just in a lot of pain. He didn't foreplay. There was no prepping. We didn't have real lubricant. We just were two eager McBeavers out there with a little bit of spit and a lot of hope. And I hoped wrong. I hoped wrong, wrong. So, <laughs> he didn't last very long. He didn't. It was maybe five, ten minutes of of me just being in pain. And he finished. And that was pretty much that. Pretty lame. I just remember a lot of the week after, more than I even remember the first time, because I was literally wrecked. I was hurt, and that's just part of your first time. Um, there was ways to prevent that, of course. If we would have had the correct lubricant, if I would have had more experience, I probably would have picked a different position to start in. I probably would have practiced more on myself, you know, I got all these fingers, right? (laughs) I didn't know. I had no idea. No one was warning me or telling me. And so I was like hurt, hurt in the sense of I literally ripped. No, I don't have a cherry like a female. I got a lot of people coming after me about talking about it popping like that too. It doesn't pop. And if you don't know what a traditional cherry pop is, you can use Google. Because I don't own one of those parts, so I'm not going to speak about it like I do. Or ask one of your friends who owns a kitty cat. They could tell you about the cherries. But long story short, it still somewhat pops. A.K.A. you can still expect to bleed a little. It just happens. And the bleeding is from normally ripping, which isn't normal and shouldn't happen which is why you're here learning from me don't be like me get real lube especially now there's self-checkout i just want to let you all know now you're so lucky you're so lucky part of the reasons why we didn't have real lube was because we were embarrassed to go buy stuff because you always had to see a person and they would always make it weird I remember the first time I even bought condoms. It just felt so weird. The lady just like had this like grin and I was like, you don't even know what these are for. (laughs) You have such a wrong idea of who I am right now in this moment, sweetheart, because I am not what you think I am. But anyways, I digress. Go to self-checkout now. You won't get judged. You can buy all the things you need to practice safely. And it's a beautiful world we live in. But also stop stigmatizing or making it weird if you're a cashier. Please don't make it weird when someone comes through your line and buys intimate products. Especially if they look young. There shouldn't be a stigma around it. Let people practice safely. Let's not make it weird. 
But anyhow, ripping is normal down there. It happens. We can do our best not to, but in the first few times you may experience it. I am not a professional. I'm not a doctor. I don't have a medical degree. So don't come after me. Um, long story short, you know your body better than anybody. I am just a person on the internet talking to you. If you think you need help, go get help afterwards. Go talk to your professional about it. It's okay. It's not embarrassing. I think that's something else we need to destigmatize. Talking to your healthcare professionals. They're supposed to help you. And if your doctor makes it weird when you try to talk to them about it, go find another one. Myself and so many of my friends have switched our primary care providers because of the way that they behaved during talks about intimate time. If they can't handle talking about intimate stuff in the medical profession, then they are not the right doctor for you and you can find someone who won't judge you. But that's my first time. I hope that your first time is better than mine and I hope that you take some notes. My biggest ones are saying this. If you are the bottomer girl, one, practice on yourself a little bit, get you a little more prepared. Two, get real lubricant. Don't trust that the man or top is ever going to provide you with the things you need. They won't. They're the worst. I even show up with condoms most times because they won't even have them from themselves. And then finally, start in a position that allows you to feel like there is some control. Missionary and Doggy are my two of choice. If you want to try Cowgirl, go for it. There's a bunch of other ways you can do it, but that's what I would say to do. Next part of our positions topic is I want to talk to some of my experts out there. Hi, bitches. Hello. It's me, your classic bottom. What's up? I figured since you guys are also asking me for advice, I must look like I am uh, an expert in this. I'll admit it. I, I've been around the block. It's not my first rodeo. But yes, let's talk about some expert positions. And for my beginners... You can listen in on this part, too, because one day you'll be an expert, too. I know it doesn't feel like it, but you'll get there. I promise. So anyways, for my experts, let's talk about one of my favorite fun positions. It's called the jackhammer. I made a TikTok video showing how to do this, as well as describing it. And the biggest concern that people are saying is, that's going to hurt my neck. Or my knees can't handle that. And you know what? You're not going to be in it for a long time. It's one of those moments of a good time, not a long time. You don't do the jackhammer for 45 minutes, sweetie. No. No, 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 no. You do the jackhammer for like two to four minutes right before you're both about to finish. Because it's fucking hot. And it feels fucking amazing. And that's part of being an expert, is realizing that these positions are not meant to be for a long time. These aren't your, you know, 20 minutes in missionary, 20 minutes in doggy moments, honey. No, these are your five minutes of just lust, crazy, over-the-top, theatrical, sexy positions, right? So, the jackhammer. The bottom is going to be on their back. Their arms will be helping them hold into the position. And all that will be touching the ground is their neck and upper back. Their legs will be in the air. 
the top or guy is going to come and grab onto their legs, kind of like a jackhammer, and they're going to put it in. And then they're going to use the bottom's legs to pull them up and down, slamming in and out, kind of like a jackhammer on concrete. I know, it sounds complicated. I swear it's not. You can go check out my TikTok and you can see how it's actually done. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun position. And what's so great about this position is no, you can't stay in it for a long time. But that angle... Oh, honey, that angle... It hits every single time right on the spot. Like, on the spot. Like, you can't miss the spot. Like, if you're one, if you're with one of those chumps who can't hit it, he will hit it in this position. If you're with one of those tops who they struggle to find that position, they will find that position. I'm telling you, you can't miss it in the jackhammer, which is what makes it so fun. And it hurts your neck a little bit, bottoms, yes. And for my tops, you may not be as strong. Will you be winded? Probably. But I'm telling you, the moment that you can get that down and you do that, even if it's 30 seconds, you're going to love it. And they're going to want to come back for more. They always want to come back for more. For my experts, I hope you love the jackhammer. Let me know if you try it out on my socials at ocody, O-H-H-K-O-D-Y on literally everything. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I'm on all of it at ocody, O-H-H-K-O-D-Y. Or you can also tell me about it on the podcast Instagram at boytalk underscore podcast. My DMs are always open on Instagram. TikTok, you'll have to leave me a comment. But I digress. Let's move on to something new. This is the next section of this podcast, and because it's the first episode, I'll take a second to tell you why I'm doing it. We're going to be sharing listeners' stories and answering some of your questions, right? I think that this section is so important because that's what started my following on social media, was that I answer questions. So... Of course, we're going to have a section of it here on the podcast. But what I would love, too, is if you want me to share a story, I'll share it for you. If you want to be anonymous, great. That's fine. If you want to be known, awesome, great. I can also share your handles. Whatever you want. But I'll start taking story submissions on Instagram, either my own at Ocody or the podcast's Instagram at boytalk underscore podcast. Either way... I want to start sharing your stories and answering questions on here. So I went ahead and took the liberty of pulling some of my TikTok questions this week since the podcast is brand new. Um, and y'all didn't know that I wanted you to ask questions. So I'm just going to do it. And then from here on out, go ahead and submit them and I will answer those. If not, I'll just keep pulling them from my TikTok questions. And I'm just going to say a TikToker asked because I don't know if you want me to share or not. I mean, it is a public comment section, but... I don't want to upset anybody, so I'm just going to only do the ones that are directly said, I want you to talk about this on your podcast. One of the most frequent questions I have gotten on my social media thus far as an openly gay male is, when do I know is the right time to come out? So for all of my straight people right now and my cisgendered people right now, 
I'm going to take just five seconds to answer this question because it is really short, sweet, and simple. You come out when you're ready to come out. Period. End of story. I know so many people who unfortunately never got to have that special moment of coming out because it was ruined by somebody else. And I'm so sorry for anyone who has gone through that. Being outed is unacceptable. So if you are somebody who knows that secret about another person, do not overshare. Do not share it with other people. It is not your place. But baby, when you are ready to come out, you come out. And you do it for you. You don't do it for a man's or a partner. You don't do it for your family or your friends because they want you to. You do it when you're ready. And when you know you can do it safely and securely. Some people have to stay in the closet for longer than they should. They may feel ready, but they recognize that they can't come out. They have a family that won't accept them. They have financial needs or obligations from their parents or from a partner. So don't add anybody and you come out when you know you're ready, when you can do it safely and securely and when you know that you are ready to share that with the world. So I hope that helps. So something a little more fun and less deep, a question that I also got was about how do I make my man go wild in the bedroom, right? I love this question. I recently started sharing some tips and tricks on how I like to drive my guys crazy. And TikTok just took one of them down because it violated the community guidelines. So I think I'm going to start sharing more of that fun here. This week's tip for driving your man's crazy is the following. We're going to talk about giving him that sloppy toppy, I'm telling you slobber all over his knob kind of stuff here, right? So head game. Men are stupid. <laughs> uh, and as a man, I feel like I can say that. We are. We're so dumb. We're easy to please. We like what feels good. That's why we love food and eating. Because it's just like, wow, my tummy feels full and I'm so happy right now. Same idea as, wow, head feels so good. I'm so happy right now. So, you want to drive him crazy. You want to be the one that he keeps coming back to. You want to be that 3.30 a.m. hookup call when he's drunk and wants somewhere to go. Then all you have to do is this. It's the little tongue tricks. I'm telling you, they work every time. You're going to want to start at the bottom of his shaft. And you're going to run your tongue all the way up to the tip top. You're going to swirl it around the tip twice and then flick it like an ice cream cone two to three times before going all the way down on it. I mean, you're taking it to the back of your throat like Cardi B will be proud of you all the way down on it. And then you're going to proceed to give him the sloppiest head of your fucking life. I want you dehydrated by the time you're done. If you're feeling real frisky and real brave, Pull it out and spit on it and then do it again. But make sure that tongue is always working at the tip when you get to it. Doing the little circles and the little flicks. And I'm telling you, he'll go crazy. He'll go crazy. A third question that I've gotten a lot on TikTok is about lube and lubricants, right? So I preach that these are so important to ensuring that your intimate time is pleasurable and safe. Because they are, and it's so simple. 
So let's break some lube down real quick, okay? First, there are water-based lubricants, and then there are silicon-based lubricants. I'm not a professional, and I didn't make any of these products, but from my understanding, because I've tried both and used both, here's what I can tell you the differences are. Water absorbs quicker and doesn't leave a weird consistency. Silicon lasts longer, but is sticky. I hated how sticky the silicon was, so if you're looking for my personal recommendation because people ask for some reason, I like water-based lubricant. I tend to stick to buying water-based lubricant because you can always squeeze out more if it dries out. Or you're loosened up by the time that it dries out so you can just start using spit. <laughs> or even better yet, your man gets you wet because men can get wet too. Fun fact. Or your gal gets wet or they get wet and boom, la la, you have your natural lubricant going. Regardless, you can always use more, and I just don't like the texture of silicon. But if you like silicon, there's no shame to your game. You keep using. My best advice is use both and see which one you like the most. How much lubricant should you use? Well, as much as you need, right? It can get a little messy if you do too much, of course. But if you need more, use more. And if you need less, use less. It's all about figuring that out. In the beginning... What you want to do is you want to apply it to the ding-a-ling, ding-along, or the thing that's going in. You want to put it around the hole that it's also going into. If you can try to push some in using a finger or two or whatever you need to get it in, you push some of it in if you can. That helps too. And there you're at it. It's like being a well-oiled machine. you got to grease her up. But... What's so great about lubricant is that it helps you slide naturally, it helps it go in naturally, and that's really, really important at the beginning because you don't want any of that friction, especially when you are super tight. If you're blessed and always naturally super tight, you'll always need, need, need a lubricant. You can get little packets that are to go too, which are fantastic if you're not sure where or when it's going to happen, but you want to make sure you have lubricant on you, that's great. If you carry a bag or purse, then you can always just have a little bottle with you. But if you need it, bring it. You can't trust these men or these tops out there to be always providing too. So I always like to show up with my own stuff. Overnight bags are fantastic. But yes, lubricant. That's my best advice. Try them all out. See which works best for you. And definitely have it. Alright, so that concludes the question segment of this week's episode. Some week will be questions, some week will be stories, some weeks will have both. Because this is my first, I'm just running with those three that I found on TikTok. And we'll see what happens next week. You'll have to tune in and figure it out and see where I go with it. But, we're going to now move on. So you stuck with me thus far. You've wasted some time with me. You shared some stories, maybe some laughs, maybe learned something or two, right? What is next to come? Well, here's what I can promise you, okay? Every week on Tuesday at 12.01 a.m., a podcast will drop. Subscribe. Shameless plug. Subscribe, please. Every Tuesday, there'll be an episode from here on out. You're welcome. Unless this completely flops a few months in, like probably six or seven, and then I'm just going to cut it, right? Let's hope that doesn't happen. 
But every week on Tuesdays, 12.01, you can expect new content from me. This was my first episode. Because of some of the technical background things I need to do, I didn't want to bring in the mess of anything exciting or fun like... <clears throat> guest? But I can promise you this. I'm a hot mess. And my friends are too. I promise you we are going to have a variety of guests here to share some of their cringy, crazy stories. As well as some more of mine as we continue to explore intimate time, what it means to be a hot boy, and all of that crazy shit. It's all coming out here and it's coming out live and local to you. My friends are hilarious. They're going to be so much fun, and I can't wait for you to hear their stories as well as more of mine because they're so messy. <laughs> they're so messy. Some of these stories, I swear, I'm like, who else would this happen to but me and my friends? We're all disasters, and you're going to love it, so I can't wait to share that with you guys too. I can also promise you this. The content here on Boy Talk will always be inclusive. Yes, I'm here for the girls, gays, and theys, but straight guys, you're welcome here too, because you guys really need to learn. I want this to be a space where, yes, I make jokes, and we have fun, and we laugh, and I tell stories that make you literally cry and pee yourself a little bit, right? But I also want this to be a place where you can get those answers to questions that aren't out there. At the root of it all, this is really educational comedy, but educational okay so don't be afraid to talk to me don't be afraid to ask me questions that's what i'm here for think of me as that cool gbf so that gay best friend um that elder gay as i've heard some people in the community call it um your gay brother your gay bro someone that you can just chat with just a good friend that's who I'm here to be. I'm here to give you guys the advice that I give my friends and family when they ask and that I wish I would have had growing up too. That I wish I would have known now. Even in my age of 23, I'm still helping my friends. Sometimes my older friends are asking me about this stuff. I have answers. I got some knowledge. I've written that bull. I've been to the rodeo. I got my belts. I've got my trophies. I am ready to share my knowledge with the world. So keep coming back for it. Like I said earlier, please, 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 if you liked this episode and you want more, please like it. Please subscribe to it. Please give it five stars. Please share it with your friends. I hate begging. I've never begged on social media or any media platform for the attention, but I am asking just to help me out because this is new. It is the first one, and there's more to come. So I'm so excited, and I cannot wait to share more with you. And with that being said, that's the podcast, bitches. I hope you had so much fun. I hope you learned something new. I hope you smiled. I love you all. Stay fucking wild. Stay fucking crazy. Keep doing you. XOXO. I'll see you later. Until next week.